Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Connection. So glad that you guys can be joining me today. Wow, I was looking in the background, I was like, oh shoot, are we having technical difficulties? But there, we're back, we're back! Thank you for joining me again on another episode sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Thank you for joining us today. I'm the broker owner of Good Patriot Realty and uh, put on these podcasts. I think we're trying to get in about maybe two times a month. I'd like to be more active here, but it seems like uh, my duties in the business have been taking me other places. and so. Um, we're just trying to get as much information out there as we can. But if you're at all interested or in buying or selling real estate in today's market and you need help navigating, give me a call at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have or to work with you. And question for you, question for you guys, those that actually watch the broadcast, and can see this good Patriot Realty hat. I had a person reach out to me via social media and ask um, if it was available for sale. And so I'm considering setting up a way to be for them to be purchased or to have merch available for uh, people to buy. So if you're at all interested and um, want to send me uh, some feedback, just respond in whatever social media you're you're watching this on, whether it be through LinkedIn or uh, Facebook, just make a comment there below and uh, uh, then I'll judge by how people respond to it and get back to you. But let's get on with the show, okay? Let's get on with the show. All right, so the topic of today's show, which I think is very important in our um, market and economy, um, is the most important reasons for home ownership. I think we get distracted by the news of the day, the financial markets, what's going on with um, different um, conflicts around the world, uh, the stock markets going up and down, gas prices, all this stuff, right? We just get distracted by all the noise and we forget um, why we buy the homes that we buy, why we hold on so tightly to the homes that we live in and why you want to, if you're on the outside of the market, actually get into the real estate market. There are some very important reasons, and we're going to cover them on today's episode. So without any further ado, let's get started. Number one, interest rates. Now, you're going to say, Stephen, interest rates, why are you starting with that? I mean, let's like, isn't that part of the reason why the market's so 
slow and people aren't buying, especially in high priced areas like California, New York, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Maryland, those types of areas. Well, interest rates, believe it or not, are all are the number one spot that you want to start with because they fluctuate. They go up and they go down. They go up and they go down. And so uh, they drive certain mentalities within the market. And when they're up, sometimes it can create that fear word in the marketplace where we get everybody huddling together saying, oh no, oh no, they're so high, I don't wanna buy a house, right? Um, but you need to try to avoid groupthink, all right? And, and get into what's actually happening. Now, they seem high now, but they are historically low. If you look at the curve of interest rates over time in the real estate market throughout the United States of America, since we started doing long-term financing for purchasing of homes, we are still on the lower end. When I bought my first home, and I know I've said this a billion times, we were up around seven, eight percent, nine percent, I think was my first interest rate when I bought my first home back in uh, the, the mid to late nineties, okay? Now, given, I understand what you're saying, but Steven, the prices are higher and the interest rates are higher. It makes it hard. I get it. I get it. But there are ways to get around it. There are ways to make it work for you. What's the benefit? If you can pull yourself out of group think and not be frightened by the swirling winds around you in the ethos and move forward, you will find that you can negotiate better and you have less competition. If you keep moving with groupthink and you're in the crowd that's huddling over there in the corner, not moving out of fear, what'll happen is that when the fear subsides and the group moves and you move with it, you'll be back to where we were before, um, where there's too many people in the marketplace looking for too few houses, bidding the prices up, and they're skyrocketing. Right now, prices are a little bit flat, if not a little bit redu reduced, as we did in our last market update. We know in Northern California that market the prices have come down 19%. We were complaining they were going up too fast. Now they're coming down, but the group think has people trapped in a corner and not moving in a market where you could take advantage of it, even though the interest rates are higher, they're not gonna stay there forever. And when the group gets out of the corner and comes back to the marketplace, what's gonna happen? The home values are gonna go right back up again. And guess what? If you moved right now where there was an opportunity to get in where there was a little flat and reduced, who's gonna benefit for when the market goes back up? That's right, you sitting right there listening to me right now. You're the one who's going to benefit. So yes, interest rates are higher, but they fluctuate. So, but with that being said, even if they are a little higher, you're still going to fix your rate, which means you're gonna have stability in how much you're going to be paying for a house, right? With rent, you don't know whether it's gonna go up next year or not. You don't know whether your landlord's gonna decide to sell, right? With an interest rate that's fixed for 30 years, you know what your cost is going to be um, for the foreseeable future. And so you're gonna grow into your payment. Most of you who are buying houses 
are um, successful in what you're doing, uh, you're earning an income, and you're becoming more valuable to whoever you're working for. And so over time, you're going to be making more money, which means you're going to grow into your payment. And then eventually that payment is going to become a piece of cake, easy to take care of. It's, that's just what happens. So then what happens to you when the interest rates come back down? You're used to making a higher payment. You refinance to a lower rate. And all of a sudden, you've got money in your pocket. What is that? What is how does that song go? Money doesn't jingle jingle, it folds. With that kind of savings, you're going to get folding money, right? It'll go into your back pocket. You can use it to invest into other things like yourself, your family, your future, uh, maybe a second home, an investment property. So that's the benefit of the interest rate. You've got to see it from a different perspective other than what you're hearing in the marketplace is it's high, it's high, okay? So that's number one. Number two, one of the most important reasons for owning a home, hedging against inflation, all right? So we're experiencing inflation. And so for all of you, all of you people who have owned your home, I don't know, for 10, 15 years, um, you're sitting on a pretty low interest rate and you fixed it for 30 years, which means your payment on your house is not being affected by inflation. I am going to give you a big giant round of applause for that maneuver. That's fantastic. You've done it. You've hedged against inflation. Now, if you're still in the rental uh, arena, right? Those rents can still be going up on you, right? And so then you're having to deal with all the other high costs going up along with maybe your rent going up. But when you buy a house and you have a fixed interest rate, you are fixing your payment and you don't have to worry about it going up as inflation rises, right? You're hedging. So um, even during the mortgage crisis of 2008, uh, rents did not drop significantly. They stayed flat. Um, and so even in a down economy, rents normally don't come down. They usually stay flat. And then when the economy turns, they're going to rise on you. So again, buying a house is a great hedge against inflation. And then you'll have money as you grow into your payment again to save for the future. All right. So now what is the third most important reason for owning a home. Let's give it the bicycle horn. <laughs> uh, you know what? That doesn't make it sound so great. Let's do the glockenspiel. All right. You're saving money on taxes. All right. So if you're like most of us, right, who aren't in the 1%, who have all these fancy, uh, 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 fancy, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, just uh, plans, financial planning, where you can put your uh, things in LLCs, foundations, and all this stuff, right? Where you can protect yourself from uh, paying too many taxes. There's all sorts of ways to structure when you have a lot of money. But if you're the average person on the street and you're looking for ways to save on taxes, even though the standard deduction has gone up um, uh, based on some rule changes that have happened over the last four to five years, um, you still get tax breaks 
from own a, owning a home. You'll get to deduct your mortgage interest on your house and you get to deduct your property taxes. So as far as numbers are concerned and how much you can qualify, check with your tax professional, but you do get benefits from owning a home for taxes. And when you go to sell that property, you get to defer taxes on the gain. And so I'm talking tax terms. Let me break it down. So you buy something for a dollar and then 15 years later, it's worth $20. So the government says, you just made $19. You owe us tax on that $19 that you just made because that's how the tax man comes. He sits in your back pocket and he's your um, silent business partner on every dollar you make. So on your house, you buy the house, say for instance, for $100,000 and then you go to sell it seven years later for $250,000. You've made $150,000. But by IRS rules, you do not have to pay tax on that gain depending on how much money you make. There are limits. Talk to your tax professional, but I believe them to be $250,000 if you're single and $500,000 if you are married. So there are tax benefits to owning a home. So you have the interest rate stability, heading, hedging against inflation. I just dropped something off my desk. And you have um, saving money on taxes. So what is the next one? Building equity. What is equity? Equity is the amount of gain that you have on the value of a property versus what you purchased it for. And there are two ways of getting this equity. One is the down payment that you make on the property. So if you're buying a house for $100,000 and you put $20,000 down, you owe $80,000 to the bank. That first $20,000 is your own ownership of the house. That's $20,000 in equity. And as you pay the loan off over time, you own more and more and more and more and more and more and more of the house until you pay it off. And then you have $100,000 in equity. That's the paying off of the house equity portion. Then there's the increased value of the home over time. So if you buy the house for $100,000 and you stay in it for five years and five years later, it's worth $200,000. That's $100,000 in equity that you just gained along with how much you've paid on that property, on the um, loan that you have. And that's money in your back pocket that you get to keep when you sell the house. You can also use it as leverage to borrow in the future for other reasons, which I only recommend using it for investment purposes in real estate or something that is solid that you're not gonna lose money on because you don't wanna use your house as a piggy bank and go out and buy toys like boats and RVs and vacations, all right? If you're gonna buy something with the equity that you leverage out of the house, buy something that is going to be an asset and a definition of an asset is anything that makes you money, all right? Not something that costs you money, right? So that's how you grow wealth, generational wealth for your family is by owning something that holds value and goes up over time or it holds value doesn't go down and as you pay it off you own more and more of it so that's number four building equity you can't do that when you rent you don't own it you're paying somebody else's mortgage right this is just money going out the door now 
there is a value you are getting. Everybody needs shelter and you need a place to call home and live, but you're not gaining equity when you rent. All right, so what's number five? Ah, I don't know why I keep picking that. This one's better. Number five, stability. You're stable in your living situation when you own a home. Your payments are stable. You don't have to worry about the landlord selling the property or forcing you to move. You're more likely to be involved in the community and local political decisions. Your children are more likely likely to perform better in school. Your children are more likely to be involved in the community. Your children are more likely to be involved in sports. Additionally, your children will follow your example and be more likely to own a home in the future. So you're setting an example for your family, right? You did everything. You worked your tail off, saved your money, went to work every day, did your job well, got promoted, made extra money, bought a house, and you set the example for your kids. So they're going to do it too. Increasing that generational wealth from generation to generation to generation as they see the value in what you've done as you've set the example. Also, you'll, um, it's more likely that you'll be self-sufficient as a person and have stable relationships and stable employment. Because once you have the asset, the house, you don't want to lose it. And you're going to do what it takes in order to keep it, which is good for society because you're giving back. You're, you're, you're being gainfully employed, which means you're helping to add value to the people around you by providing a service or a product. Um, and you're also um, earning an income, which benefits the people that you're taking care of. All right. So what's number six? Forces you to save money. So paying your mortgage each month and reducing the principal dollar amount you owe is basically a savings account for the future. You're putting money into your house, into your house, into your house, into your house. Your house is not going down in value like a car or a boat. It's maintaining its value or going up, which means it's basically a savings account. You're saving money. The forced payments create more equity for you every year because you're paying off the loan. It's building a net worth of you and your family over time, generational wealth. And in the future, you can sell your home for profit, pay off your mortgage and live payment free in retirement. Hear me. It's a retirement savings plan, right? Because guess what? The house is paid off. Boom. More hedge against inflation. You don't have a house payment anymore. It's gone. All you have to do is pay utilities and property taxes. Um, and so all that stuff's going up, but you don't have to worry about somebody walking on your front door and saying, you owe me more money for rent. It's paid off. And that's something you can leverage into other things. Um, like I said, think of your home as a giant piggy bank and just be wise on how you use your savings out of that. Because in 2008, that's part of the reason why people lost so much money is they were pulling money out as the market was going up. You bought a house for $250,000 and six, month, six months it was worth $300,000. And you go, whoa, I got fifty grand in equity in this bank account. Um, I've always wanted that boat. Let me take out $25,000 and go buy a boat. Well, then the market popped and that loan came due and that boat was gone and so was the house. So be careful how you spend your money. All right, what's number seven? Building a strong credit history. The number one, the number one strength in credit 
to build a, a high credit score is paying a mortgage. It doesn't get any better than that. You can pay your you can pay your car payments. You can pay um, your credit card bills, right? But when you pay your mortgage on time every month, your your um, credit rating skyrockets. It just goes through the roof, which gives you more opportunity because when you're borrowing money um, with a high a high credit score, you get better interest rates on whatever you're purchasing, right? So it's going to save you money. That credit score is important. What is number eight? Customization. When you own your home, you are free to customize it any way you want for the most part. Now, if you're in a homeowners association, there might be some restrictions. But if you're not, you know, I've seen a pink house. Pepto-Bismol pink, right? I've seen it out there. You can paint it whatever you want. You can put a rock garden in your front yard or you could use your front yard for a vegetable garden. The land is available for you to do whatever you want to it. You can remodel the kitchen, remodel the bathrooms, put a built-in barbecue in the backyard, a pool, whatever, right? It's your property. Would you do that to a, to a property you don't own? No, because you're improving somebody else's property. You're improving the landlord's property. And you may want to because you're like, I'm sick of this, this tile countertop. I want granite and I love it. And so you get real tempted to do it, but... You know, you could enjoy it for a little while, but it still doesn't belong to you. And the landlord's going to be like, hey, if you want to put granite in the countertop, go for it. You're improving my property and you're paying me rent, right? So wouldn't you want to be the landlord? If you buy a house, customize it, pay it off, get equity, use that to leverage into buying a property so that you're the landlord. That's the better way to go, right? So you get customization and you don't want to do that when you're renting. All right, you can upgrade your floors paint, remove walls, remodel kitchens, pools, hot tubs, tons of flexibility. All right. So what is number nine? Privacy. Now this skyrocketed in concern during the shutdown of 2020 and 2021, when everybody was forced to stay home, all of a sudden your privacy was real important. If you were in a, um, an apartment complex or a condo, right? And everybody was home. You could, those walls were paper thin. You could hear your, your neighbors making breakfast in the morning, their kids running around the house, chasing each other and playing and laughing. And all of a sudden, um, that condo that was kind of cool, um, because, uh, you didn't have to do maintenance or anything and you were coming and going as you please. And nobody was really home because everybody was out running around and busy. And every once in a while you had to deal with noise. It was on you, right? All of a sudden the burbs seemed just fantastic. Everybody wanted a home with a front yard and a backyard so that you have some space to stretch, um, some privacy, uh, some room to make some noise without it being on top of your head. And that's, and that's a big deal. Plus, you don't have to worry about a landlord knocking on your front door, sending you an email going, hey, I'm coming to do a home inspection tomorrow, or um, I want to paint the house a new color, or we're going to we're gonna upgrade the roof, or I want to change the backyard. I mean, all of that stuff is uh, something that you'll have to put up with when you're a renter. But when you own your own home, you have more privacy, and you can do with it what you want. What is number 10? and the Glockenspiel. Pride of ownership. The primary advantage of you owning a home is your feeling of accomplishment. Having a place for you and your family to make memories, a place for you and your family to put down roots, 
a place to celebrate accomplishments, milestones, and holidays, having a place for safety to return to at the end of the day where you can put on, put down your own personal touches, a place to invite friends over to celebrate. You are also part of the American dream of being a landowner in the United States of America. Because back in the day, only the landowners had a voice in deciding leadership in the in the country. That's that's changed, but there is a quality. There's something about that feeling of accomplishment that says, hey, you know what? I I'm contributing. I'm part of the community. I'm part of the society. I have made it. I have purchased a house in the United States, the land of the free and the home of the brave. So that's it. Those are the most important reasons for owning a home. And I hope that helps to refocus us as to why we push, why we work so hard to own a home. There are more benefits than just the interest rate and the payment. It's beyond that. Otherwise, we wouldn't strive for it. So try to remember that when the herd mentality is saying, it's not the right time. It's the right time. If it's the right time for you, go for it. I'm going to leave you with this one because it applies. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by the news or what everyone else is saying. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 it applies, it applies, it applies. If you're ready to take, take that step of courage and not be discouraged and go out and achieve the American dream for you and your family, give me a call today. 408-472-0817. 408-472-0817. That's what Good Patriot Realty is all about. It's a salute to what? Home ownership. The American dream, generational wealth, equity, privacy, customization, contributing to the community, serving others. That's what it's all about. That's why this company was formed. This brokerage was formed to help others achieve this dream. And it's for you. And it's for you today. Take advantage of the market while it's still a little bit flat before everybody rushes back in and drives it back up. Because don't you want to be the one who took the leap of faith, got the house now, and when the herd comes running back, they're going to drive your price straight up. Take advantage of it. Give me a call today. 408-472-0817. And if you like more of this content, check me out. Apple Podcasts. Check me out at Spotify. Check me out at iHeartRadio. Or uh, just send me a note in the socials. I'll hook you up. I'll sign you up. And let's do this together. We are a team. The United States of America. United. All right. With that, God bless you. God bless your family. Have a great week, weekend, or day, wherever you are listening to this. And we will see you on the next episode of the Real Estate Connection, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership.
This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.